Hey guys, Tom Laird, voice of advice from a call center geek, CEO at Expedia. Hey, the podcast is brought to you by Expedia Interaction Marketing. We are a 600-seat call center outsourcer. I would love to talk to any of you looking to outsource any of your customer support or your sales functions, looking for political calling or, or just some extra overflow during the holiday season. If you are looking for any type of USA outsourcing support, hit me up. You guys know my LinkedIn. I'd love to talk. This is Advice from a Call Center Geek, a weekly podcast with a focus on all things call center. We'll cover it all from call center operations, hiring, culture, technology, and education. We're here to give you actionable items to improve the quality of yours and your customers' experience. This is an evolving industry with creative minds and ambitious people like this guy. Not only is his passion call center operations, but he's our host. He's the CEO of Expedia Interaction Marketing Group and the call center geek himself, Tom Laird. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Advice from a Call Center Geek, the call center and contact center podcast where we try to give you some actionable items, take back into your contact center, improve the overall quality, improve the agent experience, hopefully improve the customer experience as well. My name is Tom Laird. I am the CEO of Expedia Interaction Marketing. Expedia is a 600-seat call center outsourcer located here in sunny, hot, northwestern uh, Pennsylvania. All right, we're going to jump right into this. If you've listened to the last couple episodes, uh, you, you know that we've been kind of talking about Mark Bernstein here and his company, which is which is Balto. And, oh, damn it. Balto. <laughs> sorry we could keep going with that (laughs) (laughs) right you know we were all right balto everyone it's balto sorry 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 mark i you know i I practice too (laughs) that's a great start um and and you're talking about real-time guidance real-time qa real-time coaching you know some of the things when when mark when you and i had and i'm gonna have you know you introduce yourself here in a second but when we had kind of our pre-calls you know, you were really the first organization that I saw doing this for real. Everybody's kind of talking about even real-time guidance, real-time transcription, right, from the analytics standpoint. And your company is really taking speech analytics and, and making it an actual tool that we're using in real time. So so I don't screw this up again. Can you uh, just introduce yourself, Mark, and kind of talk about your company? And then, you know, I, w- I want to get to, you know, you're 28 years old, which is pretty awesome for what you guys are doing for, especially at your age. That's, that's, it's tremendous. And I want to just talk about the start of the company from the kind of the entrepreneurial side as well. But if you can just give kind of a quick intro and, and, and talk about, uh, talk about your organization. Tom, absolutely. And uh, to start, I will set the record straight. It is Balto. Balto. <laughs> I'm writing ball down right now. <laughs> so uh, yeah, we started the company uh, right around uh, four and a half years ago. And uh, before Balto, uh, I'm Mark Bernstein, I'm the, the CEO. Uh, before Balto, I was in B2B SaaS. So, um, and the solution I was selling was actually uh, helping sales folks better manage the opportunities in their pipeline. So it was that, you know, enterprise SaaS sales space. And you know, I think we've all seen that in the SaaS space, a lot of SaaS people sell to other SaaS companies. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's very network focused. But uh, one of the things that I noticed while I was there is I would go into my manager's office for coaching and the manager would close the door and pull up the call recording and uh, we'd go through it and he would start giving a bunch of really good advice. Um, it's all the advice that we give our agents, uh, if they're sales agents or customer service agents, all the time. 
things like don't talk too much. Think about how fundamental it is to not talk too much. Ask good questions. Uh, make sure that you use active listening to confirm back to the customer you understand them. Don't just assume you understand mm-hmm. them, move on to the next point, all that stuff. And the experience I had is I would leave his office after sales coaching thinking, wow, I just learned so much. That was great. And then get to the next call and apply none of the stuff I had just learned 15 minutes ago. And I was like, there has to be something I can do to bridge the coaching that I'm receiving, uh, you know, in that case, after the fact, um, with needing to apply that coaching in the moment right there on the call when I need it. Uh, So that was the inspiration for real-time guidance is that it's one thing to have intelligence uh, about what you should do best practices of the West, best thing is to do. It's another thing to do it in the moment you need to do it. So we say that we're moving um, the speech analytics world from conversation intelligence, where you're getting insights about your, your calls, to actually applying those insights in conversation excellence. What does it look like if your entire organization is having consistently excellent conversations with your customers? And the contact center world now is getting more and more excited about that prospect of investing in your customer conversations than ever. No, I think that's that's a really good kind of lead into everything here. I have spoken and done so many episodes on speech analytics from kind of the perspective that you're talking about, right? From that kind of, I don't want to say, I mean, the technology is so new, but and still we're talking about like old school, like the old school way, whatever that means with analytics. When you are, you're, you're getting sentiment scores, you're getting trending keywords, right? That are that have kind of already happened in the past. Um, and Again, everyone has been talking. I have been talking. Every time I do a, uh, hey, in 2025, here's the five technologies to look out for. The real-time guidance, real-time transcription is on there. Um, but again, you guys are you guys are actually doing it, which is which is pretty awesome. Can you talk about just the start of, of your company then too? Like how did you, you know, how did you from the entrepreneurial side actually start? When did you guys start? And then let's start to get into the technology and, and those types of things of what you guys are actually doing. Yeah, sure. So to start, uh, what's really interesting is that the real-time transcription is the table stakes, right? Uh, we've had real-time transcription mm-hmm. since Siri or even before then, uh, you know, with, uh, you know, Nuance um, and, and the things that they've been doing, uh, you know, what was it, Dragon Speak back in the day. Yeah. I um, tried that. I tried to write a book with it. Didn't work, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everyone, I didn't want to Everyone, when it came out, was like, oh, my God, what things can I, can I do with this? Right. And you know, at the time, it was exciting but underpowered, but it existed. So the magic isn't the real-time transcription because you know, that's widely available. The magic isn't even the real-time NLP, NLU of figuring mm-hmm. out exactly labeling what's happening in the conversation, pulling out intents. The magic is pairing those intents real-time actionable recommendations that you can give the agent that isn't... Uh, I was talking to one of the, the big CCAST companies the other day that's working on uh, what they call agent assist, what we call real-time guidance. And they said, you know, Mark, the problem with our agent assist is it's not really agent assist, it's agent annoy. And mm-hmm. that's the magic is how can you figure out how to actually deliver these recommendations in a way that agents want to use and want to take. So when we started the company, that was the real problem you know, we were solving. It was uh, January of 2017. It was uh, you know, three guys in a room. You know, we had maybe 75 square feet. I remember we were paying 275 bucks a month for the office space. 
And I told that to my uh, stepmom when she asked how the new business was. And she literally spit out her coffee. She couldn't believe it. Um, and that's, that's how it started. And then, uh, you know, we have two uh, business side founders, me and uh, Chris Contes, our COO, and then one technical founder, uh, Davidson Gerard, who um, brings the NLP, NLU, ASR experience. And, um, you know, he's been doing uh, you know, different uh, sort of AI algorithms uh, for you know, easily five or six years and has been doing uh, engineering around audio engineering for over a decade. Now, that's a pretty solid team. Um, I want to talk about that. The Again, that's another good lead in here is, is getting into the technology. Let's talk about the three products because right now you're your agent guidance is kind of your core product now, and we're going to kind of announce and, and, and on the ninth you're you're coming out, and, and we're going to really talk about um, you know the the QA product, real time QA, real time coaching, and I want to talk about those too. But let's talk about you know the real time guidance. I mean, I took a demo with you, and it kind of blew me away um, because again, this is the stuff that I've been asking for from the industry, and I think you guys are starting to really actually do it. Um, can you just again, I guess from a from a high level, kind of just talk about the technology? I mean, I know that we just kind of talked about again the the real time transcriptions there, but how do you then again nuance that so that every organization can can kind of make it their own, right, mm-hmm. and, and make make it useful for them? Yep. So broadly, uh, the technology we built, real time guidance, what it's doing is it's analyzing conversations with the agent and the customer live while they're happening picking up in that moment everything the agent says as they say it, picking up everything the customer says as the customer says it. And in the moments that are make or break moments, the things that lead to revenue or lead to happy customers versus frustrated customers or lead to compliance versus not compliance, Balto gives a recommendation about how that can be as effective as possible. So the different pieces there, um, you have real-time speech-to-text. And in order for it to be a very a low memory application, we actually do that in the cloud. So uh, you know, we have um, you know, a, a desktop app, um, which allows us to do some really cool stuff with audio routing and audio processing and have um, a, a under 100 millisecond latency for capturing the audio stream, which is very tricky as is. Mm-hmm. Um, so we shoot the audio stream uh, up to the cloud. We do real-time speech-to-text. Uh, and then on that text, we do uh, real-time NLP where we're essentially classifying different events in, in that stream of text as the events are happening. Um, so a couple of different methods of classification we have. Uh, one of them we call phrase matching, which is sim- simply looking for similarity in whatever text you are writing that you're looking for. So maybe it's um, uh, you know, someone saying... Uh, you know, hey, my name is Mark. How can I help you today? Right. And, you know, you write that out in your playbook and you recommend that to the agent and phrase match will say, look for that being said or anything kind of similar to that. Mm-hmm. Hey, my name is Mark. What can I do for you today? Um, hey, my name is Mark. How can I help? Right. Hey, my name is Mark. How may I help you? All of those sort of variants. And basically looking at that similar similarity, we call phrase match. And then the second a uh, big, powerful way that we're able to uh, provide um, essentially classification across industries is what we call our AI library. And that is um, over 100 uh, trained topics that we've trained internally across millions of phone calls, over 70 million phone calls. And those are the topics that are broadly applicable across customers, across mm-hmm. verticals. 
Uh, it just so happens that frustrated customers sound frustrated no matter what vertical they're frustrated about. Okay. So, you know, frustrated customer, easy one uh, to pick up, you know, across verticals. Someone saying uh, that you're too expensive, easy one to pick up across verticals. Someone having an ethics complaint saying that, mm -hmm. you know, you guys aren't doing business ethically or there's going to be a better business bureau problem, easy to pick up. So uh, that allows us to essentially create this drag and drop builder, very simple where you don't need to be an IT person. You don't need to know how to code. You don't need to know syntax. You just you can click a button and say, pick up uh, someone asking about budget. And boom, Balto will pick up uh, thousands of different variants of people you know, talking about that topic. So you got the uh, speech to text, you got the NLP, and then the NLP has those two different types of classification. And then it uh, will show the agent a recommendation on their desktop, on their computer screen right there in real time. Of where to go next with the call, what question to ask, what what statement to make to the customer to kind of move that down the path. Yeah. And Tom, what's so interesting is you said, you know, what question to ask, what statement to make. And part of our philosophy is we don't suggest one answer because mm -hmm. that's how you start getting your agents sounding like robots. If in response to the customer, they have a predetermined paragraph that they read out, we'll give them options and we'll say, hey, in this scenario, here's a few different questions you could try. Here's a few different statements you could use. Um, and of course, the only uh, exception to that is something that's regulatory where you must say that exact statement. Uh, but in general, our philosophy is give the agents autonomy to do what they're best at. And that's how you have a good agent experience, by the way. Um, you know, you're not going to make agents happy and excited to use this technology if it becomes the big brother technology. You need to give them options. And, you know, Tom, to your point that you brought up in the beginning of the call, um, you know, it, that's one of the things that w when you are doing real-time guidance for real, <laughs> you get into that nuance when you're not just, you know, demoing it because it's in beta and you're going to release it in a couple of years, but you're really doing it with a, with a you know, broad customer base. That's something that immediately stands out to you that says, we need to give these agents autonomy to make decisions in the call. Not, it's not a scripting tool. We call Balta the anti-script um, because you're giving guidance. You're not giving uh, like specific recommendations. Mark, can, what about sentiment? You know, when, when does that come in? Is that is that something that is still down the road that is very difficult to do? I mean, we know we can kind of see specific word choices and and what people are saying. Um, you know, is there a way to to start to kind of sense the the tone of of the customer as well? Um, to kind of really kind of, I guess, kind of show what, what, what their intent is with their, their question. Is that something that the technology is not there yet? Is it there yet? Like wh where does, where does that come into play? Yeah. It, it's really funny that most of the time when people think about sentiment analysis, they think about tone, right? And I often, uh, compare it to, uh, peanuts, you know, where the, the parents used to always sound like, boop, 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 right? right. Right. And, uh, you know, the question then is, What's the most important thing for the AI to pick up on in order to understand truly the sentiment of that individual? Is it those vocal uh, variations? And a lot of people think it is. And there's some great companies out there that have invested a lot in uh, tone analysis, you know, in the, the intonation. Um, but our philosophy right now, and we would love to build out tone once we, once we can, mm -hmm. uh, you know, as we continue to advance our platform, you know, we will. Um, but our philosophy right now is that in most scenarios, the tone follows the words. 
Um, and the, of course, the exceptions is like humor, sarcasm, uh, and things like that. But very rarely does someone say, I'm so frustrated with you. You know, like usually they go together. Right, right, right. So the sentiment analysis, you know, we have pretty robust sentiment analysis, picking up things like empathy, picking up things uh, like active listening, picking up things like frustration and interest and even laughter. Um, so we're able to pick up all those sort of things and we do it uh, through our transcription model rather than through tonal analysis. Gotcha. No, that makes total sense. Let's talk about the stuff that I'm super, super excited with now. And, and, and I, I know you guys are too, and they're kind of, they're kind of a ham and egg product, right? So the, the real time coaching, real time QA, um, I don't even want to describe it cause I'm sure you're, you can describe it way better than me is, um, we've had a, a bunch of calls on it. So why don't you talk about that a little bit? Because that's, again, that's another product that I think is, a is, is something that people are talking about, but you guys, again, are actually doing. Yeah. Tom, I don't know. I think the ham and egg description is pretty good. Um, (laughs) It's it's pretty spot on. So it's so funny because we built this real-time guidance for agents. And the natural question that everyone asks is, oh my God, that's amazing. Can we have real-time for managers? And we said, well, you have real-time after the fact reporting for managers. People said, well, if you're doing it for agents, why can't you do it for managers? So we spent a lot of time investing in what exactly would that product look like? Just how we've made sure we don't uh, overload agents with things they don't want to see. How do we make sure that we don't overload managers with things they don't want to see? So how do we make it an experience that when a manager gets a notification from Balto in real time, they're able to do something useful to help their organization have excellent conversations? That's our entire um, the vision and philosophy of our business is is scaling out excellent conversations. And we think that the conversation is the atomic unit of business. That's the thing that connects the customer with the organization is the conversation. So what we built is real-time for managers. Um, we call it real-time coaching. And what you can do is as a manager, you can set a trigger and say for one agent or a group of agents or entire organization – Um, whenever this thing comes up, send me a notification in real time. And now when the notification comes up, I want to be able to click it and listen to the call right there in the moment, live listen. Um, And if if you're having this real-time transcription, I should be able to go back in time and see how we got here and look at the real-time transcript. So we provided those things where you can uh, set a trigger, get a notification, live listen right there in the moment and even go back and read the real-time transcript. And then you're able to close the loop by chatting the agent through the application. Just how they're receiving recommendations from Balto, now there's a new type of recommendation they can receive from the manager coaching them in real time. And the way that we think about this is, uh, you know, how do we replicate those moments that we all love, that we love as coaches, that we love as agents, uh, that we love as you know, parents, Think about when you're coaching a kid in, in, your, in your soccer game. I, th- I think, Tom, I remember hearing that, that I, I think you coach a soccer team. Um, and I think that's right. And, uh, you, know, the, the, you know, someone, your son or daughter gets a pass and you say, you know, great, you know, drive, shoot. And, and they shoot and they score. And that's a moment you had together. Well, we want right. to create that same moment in the contact center where the manager isn't uh, doing this hierarchical punishment coaching session, but instead <laughs> right. is working with the agent uh, to help them win right there on the call. So 
boom, instantly someone frustrated customer, you know, happens on the other end of the phone. Manager gets a notification, frustrated customer. Manager lives, listens, reads the transcript and says, hey, uh, acknowledge, acknowledge, acknowledge. You got to acknowledge the, the problem. You can't just try to solve it first. And the uh, agent says, got it. And boom, now the agent and the manager are on that call winning together to produce excellent conversations. Yeah, it's a big culture shift. I mean, the, the last episode that we did, you know, kind of talking about that, how important it is to not have QAB, I mean, Big Brother. Now, granted, this is probably Big Brother times 100, but it, I think it can be done in a really good way or not, yeah. not, in a, not in a good way, but you know what I mean? Like it's a it's a tool that I think does breed uh, positive experiences from QA because they can be, they can be so negative. And the other thing is, you know, it, I don't want to say it's going to totally take away the the whole, you know, me and the rep sitting in a room listening to a call, those are still going to happen, but a lot of those are going to be fixed now. And they're going to be able to be, you know, better experiences that we're having because we're fixing things in real time, which is which is pretty amazing. With that, again, I guess this would be more the the egg part of it, right? Is is the real time QA. Um, so the point where I know scorecards can be set up extremely quickly. Um, and really, you know, it's it's taking that that QA aspect and, and saying, you know, really 100% of your calls, you know, can be listened to, can be monitored, can be can be somewhat scored. Mm-hmm. Can you again talk about that? I think this is this is where the industry is going, and and this is something that I know so many listeners out there would are probably saying, why didn't we talk about this one first? Uh, because this is this is a big, you know, I think it's a big shift to to what we're doing now. And if you can kind of talk about the difference too, right? So. How we're doing things now as an industry to, to where you guys are trying to push this with, with your new tool. Totally. So if we start with what is the fundamental purpose of QA? Like why do organizations set up a QA program? Um, I think there's one very positive reason and two uh, less pleasant negative reasons. The positive reason is bonusing and rewarding agents who are doing well. That's a wonderful thing. And mm-hmm. that's something that uh, the QA department should do more of. Uh, the negative reasons, of course, are finding good agents who made a bad call or finding bad agents or agents who aren't quite a fit making a bad call. And of course, for that second group, bad agents who made a bad call, uh, the reason that you're scoring is to try to identify trends and patterns that the agent is habitually underperforming so you're able to move them out of the organization. Um, it really is a, uh, you know, it's a, a positive turnover play, but that's a painful, you know, mechanism to have in your business of of having a department that is trying to turn over a part of the organization. And then on the other side, good agents that are making a bad call, um, you know, that is uh, something where uh, you're essentially, you know, calling out your top people for for some painful mistakes that we all make. So then we want to ask, how do we help the good agents? not have bad calls. And we think real-time coaching is a great way to do that. And then how do we help, um, you know, all agents get scored and bonused and, you know, earn as much as they possibly can to bring home better uh, paychecks for themselves and their families. Um, So with that said, we looked at that philosophy and we said, we want to invent real-time QA, which is just like uh, real-time guidance, analyzing calls, QAing calls while they are actually happening. And giving uh, supervisors or QA leaders up to the second information on how every call is scoring um, for 100% of calls. 
you know, we, we've tossed around this stat for a while now in the contact center space that, you know, on average, uh, organizations are QAing maybe 2% of calls, mm-hmm. typically two, two calls per month on the low end, eight calls per month on the high end, um, you know, in general. And does that mean that 98% of your calls you're not listening to and you're just hoping nothing bad happened on those calls? Um, it's time to make sure that 100% of calls are scored, that you have visibility in 100% of calls. So we have automated that part of the process. People are too good to be box checkers and, uh, you know, and sitting through, uh, you know, listening to call recordings saying, yes, demonstrated professionalism. Yes, acknowledge the customer's issue and, and said they can help. Like that's something a machine can do. What people are supposed to do is once those scores are created, dig into the patterns. What exactly is happening? Why is it happening? Uh, you know, th- this call is flagged as being a problematic call. What should we do about it? That's where we should be spending our QA resources, the, the cognitive tasks, not the repetitive scoring tasks. So Baltiv says scoring is not for people. Scoring is for machines. Uh, you know, those sort of cognitive tasks and pattern recognition um, among how to improve performance in your organization and improve quality That's the human task. So we've automated 100% of scoring. I've already started in my organization to to move our QA to basically analytics managers. And that's kind of what they're called here too, right? Now, um, you know, we're still looking in the past, right? But we are, you know, kind of categorizing different things. And if, when certain things come up, we're not listening to them real time. We're listening to them historically. But I think the shift is there, right? I think the shift is, is moving, um, especially from the forward-looking contact centers, uh, away from exactly what you're saying of actually just going and that's a one through five, that's a one through three, that's a yes, no. Um, and actually getting to the point of how, how are you making a difference um, instead of just sending those dreaded scores out to the floor, right? That are, that have already been done. You might have a rep who's in a totally different frame of mind and it just, it becomes a, it becomes an issue. So no, I, I I'm really excited about that aspect of what you guys are doing, meaning you know, the industry is moving that way as well. And and I love the the empowerment that we're doing here with agents, right? Where everybody's talking about AI and, and analytics and, and all these tools taking over for agents. But I think, you know, we're really starting to see at least the first piece of this is the empowerment um, of, of agents. Yeah. Where does this go? Um, you know, where does, where you are today, I mean, look into your your crystal ball, right? And and see, see Balto, I don't know, five or 10 years down the road with some of the technologies that are coming out with some of the either competitors or, you know, people that you respect in the industry as well. You know, what does it look like? Uh, What does a, what does QA, what does, what does that a contact center look like, you know, in that five to maybe even 10 year period? Yeah. So Tom, uh, it's really funny because, you know, I have a a contact center podcast that that I, I host too. Uh, reimagine the contact center. And the last question I ask in every episode is, what do you think the contact center of 2030 looks like? So I've heard so many good perspectives on, you know, where the contact center is going in general. Um, and, you know, what will be automated, what will still be in people's hands. Um, so when I look at Balto's vision and what we want to do, I am anchored toward helping organizations have excellent conversations with their customers. Um, you know, just like how Jeff Bezos said, you know, there are a couple things that you want to look at the things that never change in your business, that people want things uh, fast, 
They want things inexpensively and they want good quality. Those are examples mm-hmm. of things that people always want. Um, I think that you know organizations wanting to have good conversations with their customers is an always thing. So then we have to say, um, you know, if, if organizations are always going to want good conversations with their customers, what kind of conversations and where are they having them? Because um, there's a conversation, you know, over the voice channel. There's a conversation over chat and over text and over mm-hmm. email and over social. And I even think that, um, you know, someone uh, doing self-service on your website is a conversation of sorts. It's just you've had your part of the conversation ahead of time, and then they're self-selecting what kind of conversation they want to have as they're going about having it. But all of these are ways that businesses are connecting with their customers in order to uh, you know, have that exchange of knowledge, information, products, services, value, all that. Um, so you know, one, you know, Balto is going to be uh, omnichannel. Um, mm-hmm. you know, the contact centers, uh, you know, very quickly shifting toward omnichannel or very slowly, depending on, on, uh, you know, right. how you think about it, uh, but certainly shifting toward, you know, omnichannel communications. Um, so Balto is going to be across all channels. Um, and then you, know, you also want to think about, well, what does it take to make conversations excellent? Um, and we still want to focus on, uh, supercharging the agent. Um, it's funny cause I was thinking about, you know, what's you know, people always ask, Oh, are you just going to automate away the agent? And I thought about that and was like, think about the number of things that an agent does every day and the number of different types of conversations and nuances of conversations that they're having. Um, it is tremendous. I think that we're going to see a world where we automate the managers before we automate the agents, not mm-hmm. trying to automate anyone though, um, right, right. now. Uh, but I, I think that age, the, the, the safety of the agent role, I think, is, is, is there, um, you know, and really it's just going to change of, you know, what channels are, are people um, interacting on and what volumes are agents experiencing for in-person service versus self-service. But we'll be across all channels and uh, we'll be focused on having excellent conversations by using data to figure out what is making customers delighted and what is not. And, uh, you know, what message is resonating with your customers and what is not. Let me ask you this is kind of, and I probably should have asked this before and probably because I was such a good answer to have that, that have been the last, uh, last answer, but you know, I'm a BPO. There's a lot of listeners that are, that are BPOs as well. Um, and you know, we are a definitely a nuanced type of contact center because we have different clients that have different needs, um, anywhere from, you know, tech support to finance, to retail, to healthcare, um, how does your product, I mean, could, could it easily come into my contact center um, across different channels, different verticals? Um, or is this, you know, is this kind of a internal contact center where we're taking certain type of calls? Can you just kind of talk to those two groups? Yeah, we love BPO clients. Okay. Um, and broadly, you know, what do you need as a BPO? You need to launch new campaigns quickly. You need to revise your campaigns as new information comes about quickly, and you need to provide really good insights back to your clients so you're not just an order taker who is taking phone calls and that's that, but you're able to elevate your status uh, with your clients as a partner, somebody that they trust, and you can't uh, elevate your status without providing them things that they do not know about their business and could not know except for the fact that you know you're able to to get that that 
knowledge for them. Um, so all of those things are things that Balto is particularly adept at. Um, and you want to you know, ramp up agents quickly and revise campaigns as you go and provide insights to your clients in a somewhat uniform way. Like you obviously want to have uh, you know, white glove service um, to, you know, to an extent, make sure you're personalizing campaigns for your clients, but you don't want to completely rethink uh, how agents should interact with customers every single time you bring on a new client. You need to have a methodology. You need to have an approach that's consistent and scalable. Otherwise, you know, think about uh, how inefficient it would be to launch new campaigns if you didn't have a way that your organization communicated with customers in general. And that's one of the things that BPOs uh, or that your clients are buying when they buy you is they buy how you teach your agents to communicate with customers. And they trust that. So uh, you know, can you bake in a methodology? that will go across all campaigns with the ability to ramp up agents quickly and iterate as the campaigns go on and provide insights back to your clients? With Balto, the answer is 100% yes to all those questions. I could actually, you know, really see this lessening training times too, right? So, you know, be, not that they're not going to have to be fully trained, but, you know, if they forget something or if there's something that's just not there, you know, there's, there's kind of your buddy behind you. Um, that's, that's coming on to kind of help you kind of make, make a decision or, or at least be like, oh yeah, that's what I got to do next. Yeah. And we, we see crazy stats around reducing training times or, or rather not, not necessarily reducing training time. Cause we want, uh, folks to get their full training, but specifically ramp up time, time to full proficiency. Right. Uh, to get the, to get the, the full proficiency. Period. Exactly. Right. Well, Hey, I know you guys, um, you know, today that we're launching this on the ninth, um, our, our, have a website set up, um, for this launch. And I don't know if you know this, the, I will have, if, if any of you, any of the listeners are watching this on video, we'll have the, uh, you know, the link will be here, you know, right below Mark. Um, uh, but Mark, if you, do you have the, the website, uh, for the release if that you'd like to announce? Uh, definitely. Um, so our website is, is balto.ai. That's the company. And this website announcement or this release announcement will be at woof. Uh, W-O-O-F, woof.balto.ai slash boom, woof.balto.ai slash boom. So we're leaving a little bit of mystery there. Uh, And if you can type in the URL, congrats, you found it. And uh, we'd love to see you sign up. I'd love to see you at the event. Yeah, I know there's over, I I believe, 200 to 250 contact centers have already signed up uh, to to see that. So again, make sure that if you're listening to that, uh, that, that you check that out. Mark, can you just last, if anybody wants to follow you, Twitter, LinkedIn, anything that you, you'd like to give from a social standpoint, uh, I'd love to you know throw that out. We'll put this in the show notes as well. But uh, for anybody listening, if you want to follow Mark. Yeah, thank you, Tom. It's going to be uh, best on LinkedIn. And I'm linkedin.com uh, slash in slash Balto CEO. Awesome. Mark, thank you. This has been uh, super fun, super informative. I know that this is going to you know, get people's minds going, right. And, and thinking about what's actually happening, what you guys are doing. Um, hopefully you guys go, go to the website, check it out, go do a demo. I did a demo and it kind of, it really shocked me on, on the, the technology that you guys are doing. It's, it's something again for, for call center nerds and call center geeks and people that have been in the industry. It's things that I think we've been asking for that are finally starting to really come to fruition. So again, thank you for what you guys are doing. Um, I wish you the best of luck. Thank you so much for coming on. And, uh, and we'll talk. See, Tom, you too. I've been following your content for over a year. Love everything you put out. So it's it's really is a pleasure to be here with you.
All right, Mark, thank you so much. Best of luck. Thanks for coming on. You too.